everybody, get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. we got a jam-packed show today. Uh, Doran Peterson, who is the celebrity baker and cookbook author and genius behind Sticky Fingers Bakery, is also a good person. Uh, everybody knows what's going on in Maui and the, the disastrous fires there, and it's killing us. We, we honeymoon there. We know that spot. It was the, the devastation and the loss of life is terrible. She's organized a big fundraiser to help the folks there. She'll be joining us uh, in a couple of minutes. You'll hear all about it. Our drinking segment today is pretty interesting. Jonathan Stahl is back with us. He's the Nats Vice President of Experience and Hospitality. Can we it, do that again? Jonathan, Jonathan Stahl, Stahl is back with us. Come on, man. Oh, he must, have given, it up. he must have given you a check. Good boy. <laughs> I take the checks, Jonathan. Anyways, Jonathan's back. He's an exciting guy. He's the fun guy at Nats Park, and he's come back with a great event. They've got an event called Barbecue and Barrels uh, on August 26th. It's whiskey and barbecue and all of that. You're going to hear about what they've got in store. And um, he's joined by our buddy Nick Farrell, who's Neighborhood Restaurant Group Spirits Director, because he's... Intimately involved. We're going to hear all about that. Next up, get ready for the man, the legend, the guy behind many of D.C.'s most legendary restaurants. It's Tony Sybil. He's a D.C. native. Uh, he's a Wilson High School grad, and he's been in the hospitality business for over 60 years. And the restaurants that you Nick's Riverside Grill and Tony and Joe's and all the restaurants that you know and love, he's behind. And Profish. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hear all about that from, from Tony. And uh, this is going to be fun, too. Since she arrived as chef de cuisine at Estuary, uh, Ria Montes has been getting sparkling reviews. She's come in. She's going to tell us about where she came from because she's a new name for us. And um, I she's know got, her. She, well, of course you do. I met her a long time ago. Well, because you get out and about. I do. But she's got a kind of a special take on, on, on you know, the resources and, the, and the, the meals that come out of the Chesapeake. We want to hear all about that. And she's brought in Sean, too, who's her executive, Sue, who's got a voice you're not going to believe. <laughs> he sounds... He's... Okay, move on. All right, the sorry. The show's over. My God in heaven, no. And Alessandro Orade is the executive chef at the Mayflower Club. He's Italian, so he's obviously one of my best friends already. Um, the Mayflower Club uh, downtown, it's a restaurant and a nightclub. Club. So he's got dual missions down there. We're going to hear all about how he's he gets get ready for that. He's going to get the party going in studio. It's going to be good. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Yeah. So let's go to Doran and talk about relieving the folks in Lahaina. Hey, girl. How are you? I love that you're doing Hi, this. Can you tell you. us like how you came together to put together the Sticky Fingers Diner Relief for Maui Fundraiser? Yeah, um, this is the easiest fundraiser I've ever done because uh-huh. DC restaurants is just the community is so powerful and everybody knows everybody and it's beyond supportive. So I know. All you have I to do in this town, out. seriously, all you have to do in this town is ask and people are like, how can I help? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sent it out to you and uh, Aviva, who's our PR, mm-hmm. and like three other people are Rectory Toast and like uh, I started talking to Tiffany from Buttercream Bakery about it. She's from Hawaii. And I was like, hey, are, are She's you from Maui. Hawaii? And mm-hmm. she's like, I, yeah. I, 
yeah, she's like, I've been MIA. I'm trying to get resources to my family. It's so isolated. They like people need tents, like the most basic of needs, like just right. Tents and so water. tell us and what you're doing, me. Doran. How are you putting it together, and how can people participate? Yeah, so we are doing a live option benefit on Wednesday at Sticky Fingers Diner, 406 H Street Northeast, mm-hmm. and we are optioning off. Oh my gosh, we have almost 30 gift certificates from places like Maidon and Maidon and, of course, us and Firefood Bakery. We have artwork. We have so many people. All, the entire H Street community has donated something. I was vet. Go get your, you know, mani-pedi for your dogs. Like, it's going to be great. We have drinks. Right, I'm sorry. Did um, you? I'm sorry. Back up. Doran? Doran? Did you say mani-pedi yes. for your dogs? We just yeah, let our dogs bite their nails. So. <laughs> nail trim for your dog. Okay, but what if you can't be that, there? But... What if like, like we have plans on the 23rd. I can't be there. What? How can we help? Uh, okay, well, you can, of course, you can purchase something anytime from our business and many businesses. Uh, check out, um, we have a tab that it goes directly to um, relief efforts in Maui. Um, mm-hmm. There's four different organizations that we're donating through um, on the ground there, uh, and these are grassroots efforts. So things like ASPCA and uh, uh, Maui Strong uh, sure. are getting food and water. To people. Right, Maui so, Food Bank, Maui you know, Humane Society, Maui Rapid Response—they're yeah. all great places to do. All right, Doran, yeah, tell everybody where we can find you online and on Insta, as uh, so people can find out more about the event on August twenty-third. Sure. It is stickyfingersdiner.com. We have the full list of everybody that's participating, all the information, all of the charities that you can donate to, all the other places that are also doing events and portion of proceeds as well. There's tons of them in the city this week and next. So Great. there's a, a lot of different ways to, to be a part of the, the donation. All right. Doing. Thank all right. you. Thank you so much for putting this together. It's so hard, amazing. It's hard to imagine that gorgeous spot where we were torn apart like that. So. Let's help MauiRapidResponse.org, Doran's event. Let's do it. Okay, All right, thanks, so Doran. Back to <clears throat> Jonathan Stoll. <laughs> Jonathan, how, how did you get this this choice job at Nats Park, man? You're the fun guy. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I've been doing it for 16 years, and I, you know, I came from the hospitality business, and it all started when we really just, you know, sitting down and having a conversation with a few folks, uh, and how to bring hospitality to baseball, and so. Um, it's, it's evolved over the time, and now we get to produce really amazing events. But don't you think, um, like, hospitality at stadiums in general, not just baseball, but, like, stadiums in general, has totally changed. There's been, a like, a tectonic shift about food services, uh, beverage services, et cetera. Don't you think there's been a change? Oh, 100%. I mean, baseball used to be hot dogs, popcorn, and beer. And, mm-hmm. I think, and peanuts. Don't forget the dude, peanuts. Yeah. Dude, for some of us, it's still baseball. It's still popcorn, hot dogs, <laughs> okay. and but beer. I, I, but. And I for think, some of us, we're drinking rosé. So there's that. Right. But, you know, I think uh, baseball teams specifically and then other stadiums followed along were really about how do you become part of the culture of the city. And mm-hmm. so when you're in a city, there's an amazing food culture and beverage culture. Uh, it, it just makes sense to bring that into the ballpark. And mm-hmm. so for folks that are traveling from all around, you want to make that na- we wanted to make Nationals Park and other venues want to make that. A, a true destination. And so if you can bring these really cool elements from around 
your city and your area, it becomes a huge destination for your fans and your guests that may be coming in from around the country or the world. Mm -hmm. But also, if you think about it, we're the DMV and we've got people that are coming in from all over. And so they don't always get to go out in D.C. and try anything. So we bring it to them in the ballpark. So you're going to get them all liquored up and stuffed with barbecue and whiskey. Well, actually, what I think this what's interesting is that this is not a baseball game. This is an another activation, another way to bring people to the park. And the Navy Yard area. Is this after a game? No, this is a standalone event. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I have a team that's tasked to do is how do we activate the ballpark outside of baseball? You mean and, like not weddings and bar mitzvahs? You no, know, community events, right? <laughs> things that, that bring different members of the community together in fun fun ways. And... Rabbi Hirschberg is throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, this kind of came about. Uh, we've had a beer fest there for about 15 years, and, mm-hmm. and everyone loves it. Um, but... I said, let's try it with whiskey, and what can we do? How do we make it different, right? Okay, so, so what'd you pour first? So right now you're drinking some uh, Bardstown bourbon. Uh, Trying so, to. It's pretty strong. Uh, you know, it's a little strong. It's but called I it's bourbon. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think what's great about it is, you know, Bardstown's known they were producing a lot of bourbon for a lot of different people and blending it and, uh, and aging it. Uh, mm-hmm. Now they're coming out with their own releases, and so uh, Prestige LaJoy uh, provided that for us. Uh, has been a great partner on this event, and so it's the first bourbon we thought we'd bring in today. Great. We're going to come back to you and Nick Farrell in just a little bit. All right. Let's hit up so, Tony. The man, the myth. So, if you had to name one person that's been at the heart of D.C. hospitality mm. and been been part of that crew for 60 years, it would be Tony Sybil, right? Am I right, Tony? Yes. Okay, well, that's right. He's not shy. So, why don't I, instead of me asking lots of questions, just start off with how you – where you came from, how you got in the business, and how it all flowed. Well, uh, when I first got married, I had a, I, I was 22 years old, and I had a gas station, East West Highway in New Hampshire Avenue. Just, <laughs> yeah. And um, for the first two years, I did very well. I had a great mechanic, and then he retired. And then a year later, I sold the, the station. And that's when I went in business with Nick... Uh, Nick what? Coquinas. Nick Coquinas. Yeah, right. And we had the... Soul... Pa- what was it? No, we had uh, Linklater Totten. It was a school. Oh. With, I opened three of them in the district. Uh-huh. And my office was in the district for seven years. And then uh, I got out of that and I bought Barrel House Liquors. 14th and Rhode Island. Oh, my God, West. where like the big barrel was, right? That's right. I remember barrel that place. Bought that one year after the riots, mm-hmm. and uh, three months after I bought it, we had an upstairs. We had a uh, an office, and you could look over. And I had two people working there, and one guy that sold us the restaurant used to come in and mm-hmm. work with us. And so I went up to get some change, and all of a sudden I hear, "Put your hands up!" I looked over. There's two guys there with guns. I walked back to my desk and hit the alarm for the police. Yeah. So took my thirty-eight out of the thing, went down the stairs. This sounds guy, like I know. I didn't know this is where we were going today. This on sounds like this sounds like. Go now, ahead, wait. I want to no, hear the rest. Now listen, sweetheart. <laughs> so anyhow, the guy was going out the back door. I had to go, and I took one shot and it went up in the air, and I held my hand. Boom! I got him right there. Boy, down he went. The police came in over the front door, off the hood of the car. Said, "Put your gun down." I, Anyhow, the guy, and then you said, "I'm going to open a restaurant." Right. Screw this. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, anyhow, 
then in 1975, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I had the barrel hut. And there were people then because I was here. Yeah. and Most uh, of these people weren't. The guy next door to me, real estate guy, had a building at 14th of Rhode Island Northeast. And he said, look, I got a great little place in there if you want to open a restaurant or a carryout thing. So I did. We and, and It was the Soul Palace. Right. Was the name of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I found out then you make more money selling booze by the glass than by the bottle. Look at that. The most important lesson in hospitality is move the booze. Look at Nick. He's nodding. He's like, I know. That's why I'm a bartender. (laughs) Wait, Tony, I'm just going to hold you for just a sec because we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to find out more. But I feel like we have to to catch up a little bit. So um, this is David and Nikki Nellis. It's Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. So last time Nick and I were in Georgetown, we just wanted to get some food and chill out a little. And we went to Tony and Joe's Seafood Place on the Georgetown waterfront. Uh, and I, we had a great meal. I, we had oysters. I don't remember what else we had. Well, the most fantastic thing about Tony and Joe's is, honestly, its location. It is right there on the water. You're looking at the Kennedy Center, and you're looking at the water, and there's all those boats going by, so you have great people watching. And that's whether you're dining outdoors on their amazing patio or dining indoors with their floor-to-ceiling windows. Um, of course, they have amazing seafood, like the oysters, usually local, um, but great lobster, great fish. And, uh, they have great steaks there, too. Yes, and they have steaks, too. It's just a great place to go for great drinks and great food with a view. I love their line. They say, come for the food, stay for the view, and that's what you should do. Tony and Joe's. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and we're talking to D.C., restaurateur, D.C. legend in the hospitality industry, Tony Sybil. Tony, uh, after Soul Palace opened, I mean, I, you know, Dancing Crab was the first time I encountered you and your group in, I think, the early 80s. Yeah. And since then, I mean, it's exploded. Profane. I mean, you are the Tony of Tony and Joe. You are the Correct. Tony of Tony and Joe. And, and Joe Rinaldi was my partner. Mm-hmm. And he's now in heaven. God. God we hope. Soul. Well, we, uh, he's somewhere. Knows? We don't know. Fortunately, he's not that kind of partner. So well, good. He was we're good. Great, he was a good. So, but how did all that happen? Because you were not by by training or by nature a restaurateur, but obviously you had a knack for it. Well, uh, that's true. And and but prior to that, we bought a the building on Wisconsin Avenue, right near Tenley Circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right next to Marion Channel 9. Barry, the right. mayor, I knew him very well. I met him at the at the barrel house. And um, that makes he sense. said when we bought it, <laughs> Blackie Auger, yep. me and, and Joe Rinaldi bought this mm-hmm. building. And Mayor Barry said the, the fire station was right next yep. to it. He says, if you can find another place for the fire station, we'll sell you that building. And we were going to put an apartment up. That, that's what we were all thinking mm-hmm. about. Well, we found six different places, and they didn't approve any of them. So we sold that. And that's when we bought the Dancing Crab. But wh- whose idea was the Dancing Crab? Because nobody was doing anything like that in D.C. Well, there were the raw time, bars, right? but there was no place that Not was like dedicated that. to raw bar. Right, right. Well, uh, you know, Joe knew everybody in the sea. He was a very popular guy, and uh, we be- it became very successful. Mm-hmm. 
It was unbelievable. I know you don't recognize me, but I was one of your first customers, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sake, I feel bad. I'm, a, I'm hurt. You're probably doing the men's room. Yeah. So, Tony, Tony given... <laughs> no, we had no cameras in the Thank God. Yeah. Given all your years in the industry, we, I mean, obviously, you have so many great stories, and we don't have time to tell them all on the show, but, like, who was the... Of all the, like, restaurant owners you dealt with, who was, like, the funniest? Who was the meanest, like... Who, who do you want to tell tales about? My best buddy was Nick Belair. Mm-hmm. Prime Rib. He owned the Prime Rib. Right. We were very close friends. Mm-hmm. That was a fabulous restaurant. It was. It still he had, was. He had, they started in Baltimore mm. and then came here and then Philadelphia. So they got three now. And, uh, and Nick and I used to go to Florida together. A lot. We, had, we were both single at the time. Uh-oh. Is this going to be X-rated? Yeah. Where I hope going? so. Where tell it. Tell it. Where are we going with this, Tony? No, we had great times. (laughs) I knew him, too, because in the 80s, we did promotions with the Prime Rib. He was, the food there is still good. Oh, I mean, no no matter what you say about any of the other restaurants in town, you go to the Prime Rib, you have an amazing meal. All right, who was, who was, give me some dirt on somebody. Who was the meanest? The meanest. The meanest was the guy that owned the Redskins. Go, Cook? God, I did I dealt Which with one? him too, Jack Ken Cook. He was yeah. a nasty guy. He really was. He uh, he was after somebody that that I knew, and he he called me. You mean a woman? No. Oh, a guy. He, All right. I, I can't remember the whole thing, but he was a sob. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, someday I'll tell you my Jack Ken Cook story. Mm-hmm. He, he, he rolled over me like a truck. Yeah. Um, um, and let's talk quickly about Tony and Joe's today. I mean, fabulous restaurant. It is a fabulous restaurant. We love the. Um, you do like half price lobsters on Monday, right? Monday nights. Yeah. Monday yeah. nights. Lobster and a beer. Well, lobster not only that, the location is. Oh my god, great the location, location is right? Fabulous. Up, beautiful views. How'd you cut that deal? Because you you were there. You've been there since the well, harbor opened, right? Well, you also have Nick's yeah, we were, there. We're an original restaurant yeah. there, right? The guy that owned the building. Uh, Herb Miller. Oh, Herb. Herb Miller, of course. He came uh, and said, Western he, development. Yeah, he yeah. wanted me to, he said, he wanted us to put the dancing crab there. Uh-huh. So I went down, they were just building it, and fancy apartments and all that, and the smells from the crab. Yeah, it would have and killed him. Yeah, I said, so. so I said, but we'll open a seafood restaurant. And that's what we did. Wow. So how long has it been there? 37, 37 years. 36 years. Almost 36 yeah, 30 years. Wow, this, God bless. This, yeah. Wow. And I, my nephew, mm-hmm. Greg Caston, who is... Uh, a sweetheart. And he adores you. And he's the smartest person I've ever met. We you were going to say so, smartest SOB, weren't you? We, yeah. we love him. Well, yeah, he, smart. he started with me at the Dancing Crab. He was... Uh, he had graduated from college straight A. Mm-hmm. And he was going to be a certified public accountant. And in order to do that, you have to work for three years for, a, for an accounting company. Mm-hmm. And he got a job over in Arlington. And he used to come by the crab at night and stuff. Because, of course, my son and he were mm-hmm. first cousins and best friends. And one day he's standing there with me. And my, the manager came over and he said, Tony, uh, I'm going to give you a two weeks notice. I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to open my own place. I said, well, congratulations. And he walked away, and Greg was there, and he says, Uncle Tony, can I have his job? There it goes. That's the start of it. I said, I thought you wanted to be. He says, I can't stand it eight hours a day in that room. He says, so he took over. And now you got ProFish, you got the restaurants. Oh, yeah. And you own half of Ivy City. 
right? Right. And then we Not opened uh, Tony and Joe's, and uh, he came down. My son, Nick, went to the crab, mm-hmm. to run the crab. And then a year later, we started Pro Fish. Which, and the rest is and history. Now we have, uh, we started with one truck. We have 35 trucks. It's amazing. We go from half of them come to my house every week. Okay, Tony. Tony, we're going to have to wrap up, unfortunately, because we only have so much time. But this has been great, and I'm sure Greg is home. No, he's not. He's taking his daughter to school. Whatever. He's preening like a peacock. Yes, he is. Being toasted. Thank you so much for sharing. You'll be back. We've had a wonderful relationship, and four great restaurants. Yes, sir. All right, Tony Sybil. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, guys. All right, let's go back to Jonathan. And Nick, you want to step up to the so, plate a little? Okay, so at this barbecue and barrels event, you decided to put a competition into it. Why? Because they're fun. Uh, <laughs> for I mean, who, I, exactly? No. <laughs> no, I mean, I think for us, there's just, there's so many events that you can just go to and, you know, taste beer, taste wine, you know, taste liquor, whatever it may be. But we wanted to create a, a lot of elements to this one. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking to partners and who are working with, we said, why don't we involve bartenders in the city and bring in uh, a bunch of them and let them compete for a cocktail. And then we can serve that cocktail because, you know, this is on a non-game day. We're right. going to then serve that cocktail for the month of September in the ballpark. Oh, my God. So Nick Farrell, Neighborhood Restaurant Group. You're like, yeah, man, Wait, I'm Nick in. Fer- <laughs> Nick Farrell, spirits director. Spirit? He is I mean. spirited. Big baseball fan. So, mm-hmm. the, like, the, the opportunity to... Put a cocktail. Okay, what is uh, that hat with the kid with the baseball? Okay, that's off air stuff. Please. (laughs) This is um this is a minor league baseball cap. Okay, all right. Okay, you're forgiven. So, uh, the opportunity to be able to put a cocktail in Nationals Park just seems really cool to me. So it seems uh, really cool. Period. Stepped up to the plate, so to speak, to enter the competition. But I'm (laughs) bummed. You're gonna hit it out of the park. I mean, exactly. It's gonna be a home run. All right. So what are you making? You brought in my favorite. Yes, uh, I brought in uh, an heirloom corn liqueur. We're using a, a local whiskey here from KO Distilling in Manassas. That's your favorite spirit. Um, uh, he came in last from, time with it. It's so unique. Yeah, the no, corn it's it's what, the really next? really cool. Yeah. The right. nixta, uh, and then we're using uh, Don Chicho Figli Nochino, oh, uh, another local uh, spirit, uh, black walnut liqueur uh, with a little baseball card garnish uh, and some. Bubblegum spray. All right, you get that. to making that, and then right. we'll come back to you guys in a little bit. All right, and All right. now we're going to talk to Ria, Hi, Chef Ria, Ria Montez, Hi. who so, is the chef de cuisine at Estuary, which is a great restaurant in okay, the Conrad, good. D.C. So, Thank you. Ria, let's just talk a little bit, because you came in, I met you, I met you like during the pandemic, yes. right? So, mm-hmm. like, you came in, there was a big change in Estuary, right? Brian and Michael Vitaggio. Bye had, left bye. The, had left the building, and so you sort of came in. So let's talk about what that was like for you and how you sort of took up that space and were like, okay, this is how I want to sort of take what they've left behind but make it my own. Um, so when I first came to Estuary, I was um, going to be working under Brian and Michael Voltaggio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, like, it was my first month and a half there – it was just kind of dropped on me that we were going to be parting ways. Um, and, you know, uh, I was then turned to and was like, so you can run a restaurant, right? And I, <laughs> sure, like, yeah, uh, I can. Sure, okay. Um, which was 
fun and daunting because, you know, I, there were, first of all, there were no parameters that were set on me. Mm-hmm. They were just like, have Well, it was going to be a restaurant <laughs> that used and sourced stuff from the Chesapeake yes. Bay. That was yeah. your top That line. was the only, yeah, that was the only um, kind of guidelines to it. But mm-hmm. as far as where the food was going, what kind of direction it was, you know, what kind of cuisine it but was. But that's that's exciting, but, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it was, so it was how, really great. what's sort of your background? Yeah, like, can we where take you back you, a little? Where's sure. your food history? Because I think that really informs how you cook today. Um, yeah, so I'm a Queens kid. I mm-hmm. grew up in New York, Queens. Um, so I grew up eating a whole lot of different, a whole lot of different really authentic food. Mm -hmm. I always tell people if you're going to New York. Like deep fried Twinkies. (laughs) No, not really. Um, I always tell people when you go to New York, don't eat Manhattan. If you want real authentic anything, go to Queens. Mm. Queens is a real immigrant neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, So I grew up eating a lot of things, and I think that just kind of, it kind of, formed how I cook and the flavors I put together on a plate. But what, so can we talk a little bit more specifics about what those flavors are? Like sure. what informed you in Queens? Was it, you know, your personal heritage? Was Did you have something that was Jamaican or Caribbean? Or did you have some, you know, the salt on the pretzel? Like what was it that <laughs> um, informed your cooking so patterns? So I, I, I'm Filipino. I'm from mm-hmm. a Filipino background and my family revolved around the kitchen constantly Mm -hmm. and I was out of all the children in my family I was the one who was in the kitchen constantly Mm -hmm. Um, and what's also interesting though like just like Queens so many different flavors inform Filipino cuisine mm -hmm. right because of all the different people who've tried to yeah the Philippines over the years you get a lot of you know Chinese flavor Chinese Mm -hmm. um, flavors you get a lot of Japanese flavors um, Vietnamese um, a lot of Spanish flavors right. as well. So it's Philippines itself is kind of a melting pot mm-hmm. um, as far as the All right. So at Estuary, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring you back to the present. Yeah. You the know pro- what? Can we put a pin in it? Why don't we take a break now? Oh, I and had the most searing and interesting question. I have I'll no wait. doubt. I'm I'll, on, hold I'm, I'll hold myself. I cannot wait. All right. This is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Ria Montes, who is in charge at Estuary, right, uh, in the yeah. Conrad. So <laughs> what we were talking about before is, you know, you have all these influences from growing up in Queens. I mean, it's such a diverse environment that, you know, right. everything from Chinese to, you know, to to Caribbean. How does all that come to play in now what you're doing? Because you have your, you know, the, the whole point of Estuary is to source from the bay. Exactly. So how do you then take that and kind of spread it out so it's not everybody's, you know, common? Common. Okay. So um, whenever we have this conversation, I always really love to talk about the uh, seafood carbonara that we have on the menu right Daddy now. Daddy loves carbonara. <laughs> um, we make all our pastas in-house, which I really love doing. Um, I We love taking a nostalgic dish and kind of putting it on its head. Okay. Um, what does so that look like? That means um, our seafood carbonara, first of all, carbonara is not usually paired with seafood. We mm-hmm. have a lot of um, Virginia clams that we get from there. We also have these bay scallops that we get from uh, Baywater Seafood Company mm-hmm. that specifically tries to um, put a, a – put the numbers up of bay scallops in the bay. So when we were talking about the bay 
and putting making it healthier again, everyone put in uh, oysters, and then we forgot about the bay scallops. Right. And but this company specifically works to put more bay scallops into it. I so. love that. And that's so, a constant battle, just yeah, in general. But, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm in my dotage, and they've been talking about cleaning up Chesapeake Bay and making it cleaner and all that. Exactly. They've really been doing it. It's they've better, really been but doing it's, it. it's yeah. you know it's a constant yeah. battle. If they've been doing it, but, you know, I loved this company because when you hear about cleaning up the bay, you always hear about oysters, and you don't really hear about the bay scallops. No, it's a good um, point. So that really speaks to our sourcing that we try really hard to mm-hmm. do in in um, estuary. And then instead of just bacon, we also put Chinese sausage. Um, I love Chinese sausage. Uh, I grew but up that totally it. changes the, the uh, flavor the flavoring, of it. Right? Exactly. Well, we should that. we should yeah. mention that the we is also Sean too, who's uh, Ria's executive Sue, and he's yeah. here and wait to hear his voice. Say hello, Sean. <laughs> hey, Sean. So like I was like Ria saying, just to reiterate what she. Her do you have a cold, Sean? I do not know. This That's is right. just uh, what I sound That's like naturally. Yeah. <laughs> this is just me. Hello, um, baby. It's a big bopper. That's it. <laughs> so we always try to bring it back to something that reminds you of your childhood, something that you did when you were younger, right? But we tie it into local sourcing, right? So we do blue catfish, we do local uh, scallops, we do local rockfish and stuff like that. Oysters, likewise, we are, although our oyster guy lives in Tall Timbers, Maryland, a couple hours south of here, and mm. him and his father run the oyster thing where they keep it up, raised out of the water, so they're nice and clean. They basically tumble and clean themselves throughout the process, right? Yeah. So Shout out to Tall Timber Oysters. Th- wait, tall timbers but wait, so let me, but so, okay, I love that you're sourcing, that you've remained committed to your sourcing. Mm-hmm. How do you go about now? You're putting this on the plate. You're in a hotel, a beautiful hotel, the Conrad. Um, how do you go about engaging, you know, putting things on the plate, not just that you guys want to do, and I love that you're working with such amazing uh, vendors, but how do you go about not just for your guests but for the community? Because hotel dining is is on a swing up, right? It's right. a pendulum it swing. Is. So how do you get that? How what are you putting on the menu as a way to like engage with the community and engage with the people staying at the hotel? Um, I think we do a lot of things at Estuary um, that we do. We do industry night uh, every every four months. You know that's the name yeah. of my other show, but yeah. well, <laughs> I'm not gonna hold. I'm not gonna hold that against. Well, we call it family night. Okay, and what is family night? We have a bit of a a challenge with our guests because it's just a, such a wide range in a hotel guest, right? It's international. They're coming from everywhere. You mm-hmm. get people from guitar, Japan, all over the place, right? So we try to have as wide a range and still keep things this little, a little bit simple, but also elevated. Obviously, we're a luxury hotel. We're, we're, we're a beautiful space that we want to represent. Well, and it is a gorgeous right. so kitchen. I have a question. It is a beautiful space. Do so. you guys, either or both of you, do you work the room? You go out and say hello to the guests, or no? She's much better at it. I'm far, <laughs> far shyer than she is. But uh, well, plus I'm, if you're I'm in the social butterfly, you strike me as really shy. Um, <laughs> uh, but but I, you know, that's always an interesting thing when you see the person who's in charge of the kitchen out there talking to the guests to see what, you know, what the feedback is. No, it's really great. I I wasn't always really great at it, but um, I, you know go out and talk to our guests all the time. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to connect with them. It's really nice to see that they really enjoy our food, um, which is really great because when you're in the weeds, it's nice to have right. that, that nice little pick-me-up. Um, but and you also, we're going to have to wrap up, but you also do a lot of collabs. Do you have yes, any coming yes. up? Yes. So we That's have- collaborations for you people not in the industry. Okay. I think <laughs> so. Collabs. We have- 
I think lots of people know what collabs are. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. We <laughs> have Miss Implas coming up in September. Okay. We're actually collabing with Swati Bose, uh, who is the SOM and partner of Flight, Flight Wine, Wine Bar. Bar. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I love her. She's really great. She comes to kind of decompress at the bar all the time. She always orders either a fish dip or pig ears um, with a nice glass of white wine. So She's I amazing. Her. She's we love her. so awesome. Yeah. All right. So you'll make sure we have that information so we can put that up on the site? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So where can we find both of you on Instagram, please? Uh, my Instagram handle is Rhea underscore pause. Okay. Uh, mine is one, two, three, four, five. So uh, it's one written out underscore my last name, T-E-W. The number three, four, five. But it's it's riot, one, two, three, Sean. four, five. <laughs> okay. Sean, but you're so shy. Can we have estuaries uh, Insta, please? Yes. Um, so it's uh, estuary at Conrad Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Estuary yeah. Conrad. All right, yeah. estuary Conrad. All right. Thank you so much for joining so us. So we're, we're going back to Jonathan and Nick, but I do have but to I say. But I feel like Nick should wait, talk a little. I feel like before little. you have to stop. Okay. Because before we mention anything, the drink, the last drink came with a baseball card. Yes. And it happens to be a Bill Buckner who infamously let that little squiggler through his legs to help Boston lose the World Series. Indeed, yeah. Um, I didn't know what they, you were talking about when you said that. Bill Buckner. Bill I was like, did he expose himself? You all have what some did fun I miss? He, he did expose himself. Yeah, he yeah. became a POS <laughs> in baseball history, is what he became. All right, so do you want to talk a little? You want to like. Talk a little poop here and like tell people how you're gonna kill it and you're gonna be serving your drink and they're not like how many sure. people are we competing? Uh, against? We're competing against um, show of hands. Um, uh, the the bar uh, I'm involved with uh, is competing against five other restaurants okay. uh, and bars. So we've got Due South, Crimson, Scarlet Oak, uh, Tiki TNT. I've got some stiff competition, okay. Um, but uh, I really think this drink is a lot of fun. Delicious. It's got a great baseball theme to it. So, like the idea that it could be put in in Nationals Park, you know, for the month of September and, is. And incredible. we're talking about beer uh, barbecue and barrels, right? August twenty sixth, four p.m. at the park, right? right? That's right. So, Jonathan, just quickly before we go to our next guest, how many different kinds of barrels are we going to be able to taste? Uh, so right now we have over 92 uh, American whiskeys. So you got rye, bourbon, regular American. Are you taking everybody's keys when I they show up? I was going to say up? you better roll out some so sleeping bags. <laughs> no, well we're 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 limiting the number of samples you can have. So uh, you get a punch card when you come in, uh, and so you're you're going to get about five drinks total. Uh, yeah, after uh, you have those drinks, you'll be able to be punched, and nobody will know it. Right. Uh, and, and you get a sample of barbecue with it. So you, we're oh. going to have different barbecue from the, around the area, but with you know, got to have a little bit of food. Yeah, right, we're going to get into the barbecue fine. when we come back to you. All right, All right. let's go to our next So guest. let's talk to our new friend. Do you want to be Alex or Alessandro? Whatever is it sounds preference. more Italian. Alessandro Oradei is the executive chef at the Mayflower Club. He looks like he just came from the club. You look like you just came from a party. He's probably up all night. It was my five-year anniversary last night with my wife. Oh, yeah? Congratulations. We made some ribs at home. Come si chiama lei? Caterina. Caterina. Parliamo in italiano. Va bene. Va bene. Okay. So why don't we do this? Let's start with you. Give us a little 411 on you. I know you were born in Italy, which makes you instantly my best friend. Um, But uh, pray, continue. You gotta father. talk into the microphone. Don't yeah, stop. My father mic. owns a few restaurants in Frederick, Maryland. Oh. That's that sounds, where my story. That began sounds like Italy. As far as a restaurant, uh, when I was 15 years old, 
I had a work permit from my high school mm. to go work as a busboy. In Frederick? Frederick, Maryland. Are you going to tell us the name the of your restaurant dad's restaurants? is Isabella's Taverna and Tapas Bar. We've been to all of them. It's on 44 North Market Street. I know. Yeah, we've, we've been, been to Isabella's. It's a wonderful place. Yes, it is. It's delicioso. Yeah. <laughs> so I had worked there uh, again when I turned 15 up until I became a server. Mm-hmm. I was 18. So right around three years. Um Food running, busing, expoing, and after of which I decided back of house was my calling. What'd your dad think about that? He didn't mind it. He didn't mind it? All right. That's not so bad. He 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 said, My son is working. What do I care? Right. In the restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, At that point, uh, he had opened the uh, Napolitan Pizzeria, Mm -hmm. also in Frederick on East Patrick Street, uh, Pistaro's uh, Pizzeria Napolitana. And that's where I began my back of house career, uh, line cook, sous chef. Mm. After, but which, did you cook with your mom at home? Like, where was your passion from cooking? Where did that come from? Was uh, it just it being in the business? Hundred percent from him. I mean, my whole life, you know, peel the potatoes. We're gonna make a nice dinner every night. We would cook together every night that. in my youth. And, and did you always say, Dad? I hated it. Yeah, of course. Right. If somebody's handing you a paycheck, it's nice. Otherwise, you know. The food was amazing. <laughs> you don't get me wrong, but the making it was the hard part. So, nonetheless, I uh, worked my way up to sous chef mm-hmm. in his Napolitan Pizzeria restaurant. And after Were which people I calling realized, you a Nepo baby? Were they, they like, you're a Nepo baby? Yes, but at the same time, it wasn't Frederick, you know. So right. you know. So they don't speak Nepo in Frederick. No, uh, they all right. speak good food. We're going to move you forward because I don't want to lose the whole story. Of then course. you end up at Del Frisco's in City Center, Absolutely. and you end up the executive chef after doing some work. And that place does some heavy business. Yeah, they do crazy business. $15 million a year in sales. Public traded company. I love this. So I'm telling you. For me hey, to say it. I'm telling right. you. Fifty million a, a year. Publicly traded company. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. And so, how did did the Mayflower Club steal you away, or did you go looking? I had a few friends that were opening Mayflower Club, and they had approached me as far as opening my own opening, like mm-hmm. first restaurant with my own menu and my own items, and uh, how could I resist? Yeah. Okay, on that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the fact that you're opening this restaurant in a a nightclub. nightclub. And that always is fraught with issues, but not this time. This is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, talking to my new, very special best friend, Mm -hmm. Alex Oraday, who is the executive chef at the Mayflower Club. The Mayflower Club is a restaurant, and it's a nightclub. And right. it's both. And this poor dude has to figure out how to feed everybody in both contexts. So tell us how it works. Yeah, can you explain the club ethos, like how it all works? Because it's like four floors. I'm actually glad you mentioned that so I can finally put it to rest. So essentially, we are two different concepts in the same operating place. in the same business, yes. Mm-hmm. So we have our rooftop, which is Zebby's, Zebby's Garden, which mm-hmm. comes through our... Uh, Speak easy concept. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gorgeous rooftop that we have. It has its own separate entrance. You come in, you go all the way up, and you're just it's beautiful around everything. I mean, mm-hmm. flowers and the DJ and the bars. It's, it's a gorgeous scene. 
Uh, and the first two floors were a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Wednesday through Saturday, we operate as a restaurant there. And we're a restaurant before we are a nightclub. That's the hard part to come explain to people. I mean, I still, I still have guests that come to me and they tell me, I didn't even know you were a restaurant. <laughs> I'm going to explain to you that we are a restaurant before we're a nightclub. And they come in, they love the experience. I mean, we try to blow their minds out of the way with the, you know, the dry ice presentations, the fire and everything. There's lots of drama. Absolutely. You bring the drama, without a doubt. We have to. I mean, Until know, we but... get there, then we bring the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. There's only one drama king in this relationship. This guy. <laughs> Benvenuto to me. Okay. No, but no, we, we try to provide the guests with an experience that I will never forget. I mean, something that they can share to their social media, uh, whether it's through TikTok videos, Instagram videos, whatnot. And what does that look like? Like, tell us about like some of the dishes that bring the drama. Oh, Is it dishes. all Mediterranean themed? Yes. No, okay. no. We try to encompass a little bit of all of the Mediterranean. Whether it comes from our potato bravas, Poor guy's and your chair is going down, yeah, it's like he's like hey, maybe, shrinking. Maybe you got to like stop eating your own food, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, but really, we tried to encompass everything. Uh, the owner, his name is Antonis Karagounis. He's Greek. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds. I'm Italian. Mm -hmm. His wife is uh, Portuguese. I mean, we have everything and then you have going Gina on in one. From Morocco. Gina from Morocco. Mm -hmm. So. Again, we try to encompass everything that we're able to do, whether it's through our potatoes bravas from Spain, steak frites from France, uh, some Italian dishes that we have. Me being Italian. Yes. Right, it's obviously. Just... Hmm. And... But don't aside. you think people... So I know what you're trying to do, and I appreciate it, but, you know, the the combination of a, a, a restaurant, a better restaurant, and a nightclub has never really taken off in D.C. Right. until it's never worked. now. Right. So many people have tried to make it happen, and you're really executing What was the it. last one? STK tried it, and it didn't work? No, STK, STK closed was, down. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying they, I know, but they tried. It, it was, it was, it's it was hard. epic. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so, but, so what do you think you're, how you're engaging, what you're doing, what you're serving? Is it, is it because you're like, no, this is my restaurant and this is what's happening here. So go take your shaking booties upstairs. Like, how do you how do you make it work? Listen, on a personal level, I embrace that fact. Mm -hmm. We are the first to try and do something of this level. Mm -hmm. I agree with what you're saying as far as uh, the Miami vibe, you know, get the restaurant going, get the nightclub going. People will have their mind blown of what we're doing or what we're trying to do there. Mm -hmm. And I encourage it, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. I want to provide that beautiful experience when they come to dine, the lamb chops with the smoke, the seafood platters with the dry ice. Like, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. People feel wonderful when they go through that. Like, they see things that they don't normally see in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And I would like to cultivate on that. Mm. When do you end? Like, if I'm coming to go for dinner, like, when does the mu music start going bump, 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 bump? Like, at what point does it become what a club? What point does it integrate and become a club? All right, first of all, if you were there, we would mm -hmm. 
comment of your experience to make sure I know you, you are 100% happy. I mean, that is very important. <laughs> you know what? Because that's you. There's no <laughs> better Nikki than a happy Nikki. I just want to say true. that after 30 Nikki, years. You, whenever you, gotta... you go, you bring an energy with you, and I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> For real. <laughs> because you came to Mayfly, and I hope you had a wonderful experience the last time you were there. I did. But aside from that, mm -hmm. we try to provide that to normal engaging guests. Like last night, you know, it's Thursday. It's not the busiest night of the week. But we try to provide that experience, whether it's through giving them a new shot that they never had. For example, we offer mastijas to guests, which is a liqueur that mastijas. comes from... Sounds Greek. Yeah, it is Greek. Okay. It's from an island I got Nick Pios, shaking his head in the background. He's like... Mm -hmm. And it comes from the tree resin. Oh, jeez. It's absolutely wonderful. It's very floral, very sweet. The Sounds like it'll knock you on your tush. Adore it. It will. It mm -hmm. makes them silly. Make them make bad decisions. Ooh, as they should in the club. That's what you do in a club. Very bad decisions. Very bad decisions. Right. And uh, they love it. They love it. And you know, it's just our, you know, trying to welcome them, make them feel, hey, you're coming out to our restaurant. We adore you for it. We want to make you feel special. Celebrate your birthday. Here is our contribution to that. Okay, I gotta wrap you up. Well, last question, real quick. No. Why is it the Mayflower Club? Is it associated with the hotel or just no. absolutely not? Okay. No. Please tell everybody where they can find you and have amazing food and an amazing night at the Mayflower and Club. And I'll tell you right now. Okay. We are uh, a block and a half away from the Mayflower mm -hmm. Hotel. Great. And uh, at our current venue, you know, we have a rooftop that. Uh, Offers a beautiful nightclub experience. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to deal with that, you have the whole restaurant. Great. Tell us where we can find it. 1223 Connecticut Avenue Northwest. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. All right. That was fun. Jonathan, come back up to the mic. And, and Nick, come on over here, too. I want to talk about your new place before okay. we go. So let's give everybody, please. Are you pouring anything else or are we good? I mean, I got some more bourbon for you. Who wants more bourbon? Oh my God, you got no Nick, we got Nick Farrell. <laughs> no. Nick Farrell's like, bring it on. Um, okay, so let's give everybody the fine details. We did not talk barbecue at all. So who's cooking it up? Uh, so we got a we got a couple different barbecues coming out. We've got uh, you know our, our neighbor due south, mm -hmm. uh, Rocklands, who you'll find at the ball sure. ballpark. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Stacks House of Barbecue, mm. uh, Money Muscle Barbecues coming out. Well, we oh, were just good. there. We love them. Good. Well, Ed Revis. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they'll be out there um, and get barbecue. So it's uh, the events um, coming up next Saturday on the 26th of August mm -hmm. from four to seven. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get tickets at nats.com backslash bbq barrels. And um, you know, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Nick's just got over here. We've got uh, Blue Run uh, just in the news. Uh, we planned on using them before, but uh, they were just bought by uh, Molson Coors uh, as they Look go into the the liquor world. But they're building a Beautiful distillery uh, down in Kentucky right now. Uh, got some local stuff from Ko and, and others. Um, a lot of great stuff to check out. Excellent. All, All right. right, give the uh, give the uh, ticket place one more time. Oh, uh, nats.com backslash BBQ barrels. And then you can also buy VIP tickets. And that's the one thing we also didn't talk about. One of the elements we tried to create of this is, you know, everyone sells like a VIP pass. It gets you in a little bit early. But what we want to do is do some education with it. So we've got, you know, our, our good friend Chris Schmid uh, talking from uh, about Willet. And so we've got some really cool rare releases that are coming from various different distilleries. Oh, so you're really, and, it's a way you know, to elevate this. It's, it's an elevated experience, but we have people coming from those groups talking about them and 
teaching people actually about the, the product. You know, the tagline should be get fed, get educated, get liquored up. I like it. All right. <laughs> All right. Nick, quickly, we hope you win. We hope we see this drink there. But where else can people find you? Because you're everywhere. Uh, sure. Uh, lately, um, we, we just opened Josephine in Old Town Alexandria, mm-hmm. uh, where I've been spending a lot of time. Um, Great French bistro, uh, Chef Matt Cockerell at the helm. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like uh, delicious steak frites. Um, And you're making all the cocktails there. there. I'm doing all the cocktails And when is your new place opening? Uh, That's... That's the newest. Yeah, that spot is the newest. Right I don't now. know what yeah. you're asking. You have, you have. Show of hands is already open. Show of hands is open. Yeah. Show of hands it's open. It's been yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, he's been in yeah. here talking about it. Just what do so I you know? know. I don't okay. know anything. <laughs> Nick, tell us where we can find you, please. Sure, uh, you can find me at Show of Hands at the Roost in uh, Southeast DC, fourteen oh one Pennsylvania Avenue. Just and what about by... on Insta, please? Oh, on Insta, you can find me. Uh, I am uh, Feral Fermentations. Okay. Uh, and then Show of Hands DC. Um, as well as all, right. all the NRG. And Jonathan, Thank I got you. an idea for your next event. It's all karaoke and just me singing. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. You heard us uh, implore you to help the folks in Maui out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to end the show by asking you to remember what's going on in Ukraine. They're finally getting fighter jets from us, which is great. But there's so many people. There's so much misery there in and out of the country. Find a charity. Go to CNN.com. Go to the Red Cross. Go to World Central Kitchen. I don't care if you send a buck, but help those folks out. Okay, and we want to thank everybody for coming in studio today, sharing all the amazing things that are going on in this city. Um, So many events, so much good food, so much to drink. Um, Please uh, go to the list, areyouonit.com, the online e-zine. It'll tell you everything going on in studio today and so much more. Of course, you want to follow me at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, LinkedIn. And don't forget, you want to subscribe to my industry night, uh, the uh, only deep dive food and wine show in the D.C. metro area. You want to see that on YouTube. So we want to thank all of our guests once again for joining us. Be safe out there and have a delicious week. Thank you.